Hey guys, and welcome to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Quick little podcast here to take a look at what we should expect from the Tar Heels that will be heading to Indianapolis for the NFL Draft Combine. Of course, last year, some big names, of course, go in there for the Tar Heels. You look at quarterback Mitch Trubisky, wide receiver Ryan Switzer, running back TJ Logan, who had a great performance there. So, you know, this year a little bit different. Only two guys will be heading to Indianapolis. Going to be Andre Smith, the linebacker who ended up leaving early. Guy that a little, you know, good portion of the fan base was a little bit critical of leaving uh, but he will be there and has is a guy that's draft stock is starting to pick up just a little bit we'll talk about that just here in a few minutes and also MJ Stewart the lockdown corner will be out there after a great performance in the senior bowl just a couple of weeks ago he will go out there and have a chance to hopefully establish himself as a top 10 cornerback pick in this upcoming draft so just you know focusing on the two guys that we are going to have there then we'll talk about some of the other guys maybe that um, might get a look come pro day. Andre Smith is the first one. Uh, he will be out on the field Sunday. He'll be the first Tar Heel out on the field. So, I mean, it's what to expect from him. Again, you know, the middle linebacker group usually is a group that's relatively weak um, just about every year in the draft. And when I say that, I don't mean that the talent is relatively weak. It's just that really not a ton of guys are drafted at that inside linebacker position. So, I mean, looking at it going into this year, again, there's some guys that, you know, he's clearly not going to knock off towards the top of the draft. Um, so he's kind of looking at those mid to late rounds right now. I think it's going to be probably a day three pick for him. So he's going to be somewhere from the fourth to seventh round. I think it really depends on just how good of a performance he has at the combine. Um, you know, I've been looking at it. And, uh, you know, again, I've seen a lot of these experts tweeting out some of his film as they've started to somewhat break down these linebacking cores. Um, you know, I, I look at it and I think, man, he's, he's definitely got something that he brings to the table. He's really a pretty good tackler. He does have some issues sometimes in the open field, but most of that is because it's pretty much just him out there alone. We did have trouble gang tackling as a team last year, but... You know, I, I really do think that Andre Smith definitely brings something to the table. He can be a guy that will wrap, you know, wrap up some some big time tackle numbers uh, inside the box. And he's a guy; he's for sure an inside the box linebacker. His coverage skills are definitely not top notch. I mean, we saw that last year a couple of times, most notably in the Louisville game where he was beat a ton. Um, in you know, underneath. That's something that he's definitely going to have to improve on. Got to be able to play at least a little bit of coverage that you're going to, you know, when, when you're matched up against these tight ends and these running backs that you're going to be matched up with at the NFL level. But at the same time, I really think his tackling ability will definitely land him a job somewhere. He'll at least be in a camp somewhere if he's not drafted. But right now, it's seeming uh, that, you know, some of the more you know, heightened experts, some of these guys that are a little more involved in it, they are definitely having him at least get drafted. So that's something big for Andre Smith, and this week could be huge for him to go out and potentially prove himself amongst that group. Um, you know, I mean, what to expect probably 40 time-wise for Andre. I think it's probably going to be somewhere in the high 4.7s, 4.8s, might even reach into the 4.9s. I don't think he's going to put up an impressive time. Um, but he is, I think, a little bit more athletic than maybe some people do realize. He put on some weight, um, you know, after his redshirt freshman year. Remember, he played outside linebacker, and when he moved to inside linebacker, that's when he did end up putting on some weight. Um, so 
I think he's you know he's played with that enough now. He's played with that weight on for two years, maybe even a little more than that. So I definitely think he'll be able to go out and actually put up a decent number. The on-field drills are going to be where he has to prove himself, and that's definitely going to be interesting and something to keep an eye on. Then we turn to MJ Stewart. MJ Stewart's a little bit different than Andre Smith. His draft stock is definitely there. You know, looking at some of the mock drafts, some of the like Walter Football I know and and some of the other sites, they don't have him getting drafted, but honestly, you know, when you look at the guys that really go in depth and really the guys that know about the sport a little bit more, guys like Matt Miller, guys like um I think it was Draft Tech has him getting drafted as well in the second round. So, Right now, he's kind of seen as an all-over-the-board type of guy. Todd McShay was another guy who was really, really high on him. Um, I don't think he has him going in his first round. So, unfortunately, we cannot see uh, where he's going to get drafted right now. But, um, you know, in terms of McShay. But right now, yeah, I mean, uh, Matt Miller has him as a second-round pick. Uh, I think around pick 59, I think, is where he has him. Um, so, yeah, definitely a guy that has a lot of talent. I mean, his past deflection numbers speak for themselves. Um, he's got the most of anybody in this draft. I think 43, if I remember the stat correctly, 43 over the four years, which is the most of any cornerback that will enter this draft. And again, I mean, we know kind of what MJ Stewart is. He has the tackling ability. He's got the pass, you know, coverage ability, whether man or zone. So, I mean, when you look at him, um, I mean, the one thing that I think people are going to look at for sure, and they always look at it when it comes to the combine, is the hips. How quickly can he open his hips? You know, that's going to be something that he's definitely going to have to be able to show these evaluators, you know, that he can quickly turn and stay with these receivers, which I don't think he's going to have much of a problem with. Um, you know, I mean, he's definitely the te- I mean, he's the definition of a nickel corner. That's pretty much what he is. And uh, some of the ones that I've seen drafting him, I think I saw one draft where the New England Patriots, uh, I think, picked him up. Minnesota, that would I'd be a couple of these teams that are right now extremely competitive in the in the case of the Patriots they just went to the Super Bowl so that would be a great fit for them Um, but Minnesota another team that was in the NFC championship you know I think he fits that young secondary well and I think man as a nickel corner he would have a lot of success but the good thing about him is if they were to need him to play on the outside he did that almost his entire college career so he would be able to to move out there relatively easily and not have to worry about much of a much of a learning curve so you know I mean what to expect from him probably 40 time wise Again, that this one I think is actually going to be pretty fast. I think we'll probably see him somewhere in the four fours, probably the high four fours, maybe low four fives. Um, I, I wouldn't expect him to run a blazing time like maybe we saw from T.J. Logan last year, but I would expect him to run well considering that he is a cornerback and also throw in the fact that he is a returner, so that could help his draft stock as well. Um, you know, special teams always helps you out. That's something that helped Matt Collins out big time, and we saw how clutch he was, how big of a piece he was in Philadelphia as a special teams guy this past year for a team that won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, 
We're looking at, you know, two guys that really have a great opportunity to prove themselves at the Combine. Then, of course, we'll turn to Pro Day, which will be just a couple of weeks afterwards. I don't know the exact date. Um, I will have to look that up. I kind of just decided to do this podcast on the fly here really quickly to get something online for sure. Um, but, I mean, looking at the guys that I that didn't get in right into the Combine, I think there were two of them that were real snubs. Um, Austin Prohl is definitely the biggest one. 44 receivers somehow picked for this combine, and he was not one of them. I don't understand that at all. I think Austin Prohl definitely has the talents to be an NFL receiver. His route running is probably one of the better ones in the class. Um, you know, his size might be a little bit of a concern, but he can play just about anywhere. He proved that his size isn't going to matter when it comes to the next level, really, because of his route running. He finds ways to get open, so he would be able to play on the outside as well. Um, you know, I, I, I think his returnability is rather solid. We didn't see much of that this year because his injury happened earlier in the year. He didn't really get a chance to take over that role that Switzer had left behind for him. But I think you know, if someone's willing to give this kid a chance, he has the hands, he has the route running ability. This, this kid's got enough in him to be an NFL guy and of course not to mention the pedigree that he has family-wise with his dad being Ricky Prohl a former receiver who has taught him just about everything that he knows someone's got to give this guy a chance and how he wasn't invited to the combine is just blowing me away Brenly Spain's the other one another offense uh, an offensive tackle you know I, I, not nearly as much of a snub I think as Austin Prohl um, but I think Bentley Spain definitely deserved a shot to go out there and prove himself I think he's got enough talent to be able to you know at least stick on a roster in the NFL could be a guy kind of like James Hurst remember he's a guy that really wasn't talked about stuck on an NFL roster and now with the Baltimore Ravens he's a starter and he's been a starter for a couple of years now I really got a feeling that if Bentley Spain gets the chance to prove himself he will be a very you know he, he will impress some scouts and could be a very good player at the NFL level if he puts in the work which I think he will um, so now both of those guys will have to wait till pro day. I think those are the guys you're going to focus on during pro day. I think MJ Stewart will probably, if, if he runs well at the combine, won't run a 40. And I think the same can be said about Andre Smith. Um, I think both of them probably will end up going through drills again just to get uh, you know these scouts another look. I think at least Andre will to try to help his stock move up a little bit more. If MJ really does that well, he may not have to. But you know, when I look at it, I think, man, you know, the, these guys really are going to have a chance, and some of these other guys are going to have a chance as well. Um, Prol and Spain will probably be the headliners on Pro Day, but keep an eye on Casey Collins. I'm really interested to see what he does. I think he's a guy that's really not being talked about enough coming off a hot senior year. His tackling ability has grown over the past couple of years. He's got a little bit of coverage ability, not Im- overly impressive. But definitely a guy that I think, with the work ethic, people should definitely take a look at. And I think scouts will get a look at him on Pro Day. And if he can really show himself, that could be a guy that could get a look in late rounds. And uh, maybe just, if anything, at least get a look when it comes to signing free agents for the preseason. Um, You know, the last two guys that I think I mentioned um, in the article that will go up later... Dewan Drennan, um, again, a guy that doesn't have a lot of production. One of those guys that was kind of a little frustrating in his time at North at Carolina because we thought that he was going to be a little bit better than he actually turned out to be. He's got the size. He's got the athletic ability. 
And, you know, I think he has the skills, but he just hasn't been able to make that pay off at the college level. Maybe he's a guy that fits better at the pro level. So if he can go out and really show some scouts something, uh, you know, you never really know. He could end up being a guy that is going to make a roster in the NFL. He might get a chance. And then, of course, Cam Dillard, the center, he was a guy that was probably looked at as at least a a fringe NFL player at Florida. Um, I think he's still going to get a chance to do that, but he's going to have to have a big pro day. Uh, I've got a feeling. I don't know how well he really performed at the um, at the bowl game that he was at. I think it was a bowl game. I think they might not have actually played a game. It was just kind of you know the practice drills like we see at the Senior Bowl. I can't remember the name of the bowl that he was playing in, uh, but he went down there. Don't didn't see many reports on it and wasn't televised either. So I don't know how exactly he performed, but I feel like senior. I feel like pro day. Excuse me, senior day. Pro day will be a big chance for him to prove himself if he wants to move forward and play at the NFL level. So those are the guys to keep an eye out for as it concerns the heels as we get ready for the NFL draft. It's going to be kind of quick and heavy right here over the next couple of weeks uh, when it comes to NFL draft stuff. And then we'll start focusing on spring, uh, which we'll definitely try to get some of those great guys on the podcast. Next week, we'll have Daniel Pellegrasso, a a draft expert come on he's got a great book online you guys go check that out dtp's draft guide 2018 go give that a look Uh, i got it on amazon the tablet i'm definitely going to try to read up on it a little bit and see you know what we've got going for our guys and then we'll be asking them about some of these same guys most of these same guys next week and maybe even some of the 2019 prospects that he could be looking at going forward into this upcoming season so thank you guys for listening as always uh, you know, go online, subscribe at Spreaker.com, subscribe at YouTube, um, subscribe, on, subscribe on SoundCloud, plenty of chances to listen to the podcast and everything like that. One thing that I was definitely hoping to do, but I haven't got much feedback on it, is the questions from Toriel fans. If you guys want to send me a DM, my DMs are open right now. Uh, you know, so guys, guys, just send me any questions that you got, and we'll have a whole podcast where we can just sit down and answer these questions, hammer some things out. And um, yeah, I mean, if you're interested in being on the show as well, go ahead and send me a message, and we'll try to talk that out as well. Um, you know, I definitely want to get in, in, you know, interactive with you guys and uh, make this a fun experience. So, you know, for now, we're going to sign off. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Future Tar Heel. And, uh, you know, if, if you are interested, hit that, that, that inbox, and uh, we'll definitely get something set up. So I'm going to step off for right now, guys. <laughs>